Folks, wonder what happened on July 10th in baseball history? In 1945, 10 new members are inducted into the National Baseball Hall of Fame. Chuck Klein hits a quad at 36. Larry Parrish of the Texas Rangers ties a major league record by clubbing his third grand slam within the span of a week. Carl Hubble performs his mastery, striking out five straight future Hall of Famers. All that and more on July 10th, This Day in Baseball. Welcome to Baseball History Daily. Every piece of history starts with a birthday. And for the hundreds of players that were born today, my special birthday call-out goes to Andre Dawson. He was born on July 10th, 1954 in Miami, Florida. The 1987 National League MVP, the Stoic Dawson, clubbed 49 home runs and drove in 137 runs for the last place Chicago Cubs, becoming the first player on a cellar dweller to earn the award. He hit 174 home runs in a Cubs uniform, but that was just the second act of his career. Earlier, the Hawks starred as a five-tool center fielder for the Montreal Expos, hitting 225 home runs and stealing 253 bases for the Expos in 10 full seasons. With Ellis Valentine, Warren Cromartie, and later Tim Raines, he formed one of the most talented outfields of the era. He finished his career with two seasons in his hometown of Florida, and in 2010, he was elected into Baseball's Hall of Fame. Today's debut is Rennie Stennett. On July 10th, 1971, at age 22, uh, he went 0-4 for 4 against the Braves, but he hit a sparkling 353 from that point on, and he had an 18-game hitting streak. But more historic than that, uh, he was part of a lineup on September 1st, 1971, that featured nine black players for the first time in Major League Baseball history. He also collected seven hits in a game, which was a modern-day record, on September 22nd, 1975. And unfortunately for Stennett, he's going to suffer a severe leg injury that sadly ended his chance as a fantastic career. Before Robin gets to today's baseball history highlights, I get some trivia for you. Before Robin gets to the highlights, I get a quick trivia question for you. Who is the only National League third baseman to be voted MVP in consecutive seasons? The answers are going to come at the end of the show, and I'm going to give you a few hints along the way. Now, off to Robin. On July 10, 1945, 10 new members are inducted into the National Baseball Hall of Fame. Among them are catcher Roger Bresnahan, outfielder Hugh Duffy, and shortstop Huey Jennings. Roger Bresnahan is generally regarded as the most famous catcher of the dead ball era. In a time when catchers rarely batted higher than eighth, Bresnahan was a leadoff hitter due to his high on-base percentage and speed that belied his 200-pound frame. He broke into the majors as a pitcher, throwing a six-hit shutout in his first appearance, but had the ability to play every position. Perhaps his most notable contributions to the game were in the development of protective equipment. Bresnahan is credited for the development of the batting helmet, shin guards for catchers, and improving the safety of the catcher's mask. Despite initial ridicule and protest, these safety measures all caught on and are standard equipment in today's game. Huey Jennings, for his career, stole 359 bases, walked 347 times, and holds the record for number of times hit by a pitch at 287. All of these totaled more than his meager strikeout total of 233. 
Hugh Duffy holds a single-season record with a .438 batting average. In 1894, he amassed 234 hits in only 124 games while playing for the Boston Bean Eaters. Duffy collected 50 doubles and 18 home runs during that amazing season. On July 10, 1934, in one of the most memorable All-Star Game performances ever, Carl Hubble strikes out five consecutive future Hall of Famers. Hubble fanned Ruth, Gehrig, Jimmy Fox, Al Simmons, and Joe Cronin in that game won by the American League 9-7. Hubble himself gained entry to the Hall in 1947. In 1936, at Forbes Field, Chuck Klein hits four home runs in one game, including a tiebreaker in the 10th, helping the Phillies defeat the Pirates 9-6. The Indianapolis, Indiana native barely misses hitting an additional homer in the second when right fielder Paul Wehner catches his drive against the wall. At 36, Klein is the oldest player ever to hit four homers in a game and the first national leaguer in the 20th century to do so. On July 10, 1982, Larry Parrish of the Texas Rangers ties a major league record by clubbing his third Grand Slam within the span of a week. Parrish's latest slam lifted the Rangers to a 6-5 win over the Detroit Tigers. In 1968, Detroit's Jim Northrup also hit three Grand Slams in a week. That was July 10th, this day in baseball. Thanks for those highlights, Robin. We're going to talk a little bit more about that 1934 All-Star game in a second. Uh, but here's uh, the, a few trivia hints. Uh, he was the Sporting News First Team College All-American shortstop in 1971. No National League hitter has won more home run titles. <gasps> Now, we're going to talk a little bit about radio calls that you can find over at Vintage Baseball Reflections. July 10th, the Carl Hubble game. The full radio broadcast is over there. Uh, you can listen to the 1934 All-Star game when he struck out uh, five future Hall of Famers, including Babe Ruth and Jimmy Fox. Then you're going to fast forward a little bit to 1956 You're going to, for the uh, All-Star game. And then we're going to go a few years ahead of that, uh, 1960, where the Boston Red Sox take on the New York Yankees. And then finally, and then on July 10th, 1962, you can hear uh, the first All-Star game, because back then they played two, and that was played in D.C. And finally, for a quick game highlight, you can check out Jimmy Wynn, who slaps his first hit in the Major Leagues in 1963. You can check those all out at VintageBaseballReflections.com. And now the trivia answer you've been waiting for, Michael Jack Schmidt. He won the MVP in 1980 and 81, and he won the NL home run title eight times. Ralph Kiner has won it seven. Schmidt is considered by many baseball experts to be the finest all-around third baseman in the history of the game uh, he excelled at the plate and in the field through his 18-year career. I mean, a lot of people talk about Schmidt, and they talk about 548 home runs, 527 career slugging percentage, you know, almost 1,600 RBIs. He was a phenomenal hitter. But um, the thing that gets overlooked with Schmidt was his glove. And the guy won 10 gold gloves. Uh, and if you're an advanced metrics guy, his defensive war places him amongst one of the top infielders of all time. Uh, he was just a fantastic player. And one of the interesting things is if you do look at war and you look at his career, I mean, he won three MVP awards, but he had another 
several seasons that were better than his MVP awards. Uh, it's just a, he had a, a fantastic player, a miraculous career, and, and in my opinion, the greatest third baseman of all time. And that's all I got for today, folks. Um, thanks for Robin from RobinSays.com for the highlights. Horsehide trivia for all the trivia and uh, links to both are in the show notes. VintageBaseballReflections.com features a treasure chest of baseball audio. The wonderful thing is the audio isn't a guy like me or a few talking heads reflecting on players, seasons, or teams. It is the actual players from that era, announcers from that era, giving you an uncut, unfiltered, unrecent day stance on what it was like then. These are real-time clips from that era. Now, we encourage you to check out our entire back catalog of baseball audio. And if you like old-time games, and folks, and folks, you are not alone. Join the membership section to enjoy interacting with fans, scoring games with folks just like you, and listening to hundreds of radio broadcasts that were baseball classics. As a special offer to you, type in This Day in Baseball for a discount just for you. And if you enjoyed the show, hit the plus sign to subscribe, follow us on the socials, and above all, share us with your friends who love baseball history just like you.